Family, I want to invite you to join me as I take a journey using a new sermon series. I'm entitling this series, Breaking Barriers. I'm excited to share the Word of God with you. I'm going to be found today in the book of Ephesians. There's a passage of scripture that I want to quote for you. And then we're going to build a case for breaking barriers. I have three messages in this series. Today, I'm going to talk about thinking beyond. I want to talk about what God thoughts are, what great thoughts are, and what grandiose thoughts are. Remember, our subject today is thinking beyond. Our text, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20 and 21. I want to quote it for you specifically, exactly how it is written. The Bible writes it like this, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, to him, that God, be glory in the church throughout all ages, world without end. I want to talk to you about the possibilities that come with thinking. So remember, we're talking about breaking barriers. And today, I'm going to show you how we can think beyond, beyond the average, beyond mediocrity, beyond the status quo, thinking the way God thinks. Great thoughts, grandiose thoughts. Now listen, if you need your notes before we get started, simply follow the link in the description box. Pull up those notes and join me on this journey. We're going to unveil the power of thinking. I want to begin by telling you that we're living in what I'm calling unprecedented times. Men around us, women around us are imagining, they're implementing such great technology, such great advancements. Listen, just recently, Sir Richard Branson took a team up to space, to the edge of space as a tour. Can you imagine that? Right after him, Jeff Bezos took another team with the Blue Origin Group up to space. They're envisioning, imagining space tourism. We've got social media platforms. We've got Uber cars, the way we consume music through Spotify, the way we consume our meals, DoorDash. We're living in unprecedented times. People are thinking. And I want to invite the body of Christ to what I'm calling the innovation party. I want us to know that in fact, we should be leading the charge when it comes to thinking, creativity, innovation, and ideas. Remember, we have a God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above what we ask or think, and He's doing that according to the power that works in us. You know, I heard a quote. I think it's very apropos for what we're talking about. It goes like this. It's better to chew, to choke rather, on greatness than it is to chew on mediocrity. Think about that for a minute. It's better to choke on greatness. It's better to try to aspire for greatness than to sit around just chewing and chewing on mediocrity. Today, I want to talk to you about thinking beyond. Now, listen, I want to share a story with you that I thought was very powerful, something that happened to me personally. I was on a trip somewhere. I was going uh, a little distance. And as I was driving my car, I've got this uh, technology in my car called drive assist, and it keeps me within the lanes. If I'm veering over too far, the car pushes me back over. So I was driving. I wasn't tired. I wasn't falling asleep. I was very much alert, but I was going a little bit towards the other lane. And I did that three times, and the car pushed me over once, twice, three times. And the third time, the drive assist flashed on the screen, 
It said, you need to take a rest. And a coffee cup came up and it began to encourage me to take a break. It seems like you're struggling. And I thought about the technology that's even in our cars. We're living in unprecedented times. And it's time for us to think in ways that break barriers. Now listen, before we can get into this, I want to read another passage of scripture for you. Because here's where I'm going to launch off from. I want to show you the gospel of John chapter number one. In fact, it is an expose on thinking. Over the years, we've talked about the Word, the Word becoming flesh, but really at the core of this passage of Scripture is the idea of how God thinks when it comes to changing the world. The text reads like this, in the beginning was the Word, we all know it, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was nothing made that was made. In Him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now that seems kind of strange. Word in the beginning with God was God. What is the writer really talking about? Well, let's go one step deeper and let's look at the passage in the ancient Greek because you see the translation of that word is not word, it's actually the Greek word logos. And the word logos spoke of the thought as it existed in the mind of the thinker. In other words, in the beginning, God was thinking. If I were to put the word thought or thinking in the text, it would read like this. In the beginning was thought. The thought was with God. And the thought was the thinker. The thought was in the beginning with God. Now listen to this. All things were made by thinking. And without thinking was nothing made that was made. Watch this. In thinking was life. And the life of thinking became the light of men. Now watch this. The light that thinking brings about, it shines in the darkness. And the darkness cannot overcome the light of thinking. I want to encourage us right now to give thought to this message. Let's talk about God thoughts. Then we're going to talk about great thoughts. Then we're going to talk about grandiose thoughts. Well, what are God thoughts? These are thoughts that are worthy of the God who lives inside of us. You see, the Bible teaches us that the same God that was thinking in the beginning, He now lives within the believer. That means the thought that was with God, the thought that God was thinking is now resident inside of us. So let's look at it like this. Let's talk about Logos. And Logos will lead us to life and life will lead us to light. Let's talk about Logos. I want to make this statement. Everything begins with thinking. There is nothing that comes into this world that does not come through the portal of thought. Everything begins with thinking, and therefore, thinkers become leaders. You do not become a leader without thinking. Leaders are people who are thinking. That's why in this world, most of our leaders are called thought leaders. Everything begins with thinking. If you're not thinking, nothing's going to happen. If you're not thinking about the next move, nothing's going to manifest. If you're not thinking about the next decision you're going to make, nothing is going to come to pass. Because Logos teaches us, in the beginning was thinking. Everything starts with thinking, but watch this. Thinking leads to life. Remember, in thinking is life. And that simply means, watch this, the life of all things begin in the mind. I want you to get that. 
the life of all things are conceived in the mind. Your mind is the seedbed of life. Everything conceived is conceived in the mind because life begins with thinking. Now watch this. I want to teach you something. That would mean that the thoughtful among us shall live. And I'm not just talking about existing. I'm talking about living on a variety of levels. Those of us who are thinking, we have the privilege by the grace of God to live on a variety of levers, levels. Remember, the thoughtful shall live because in thinking there is life. But watch this. The life that thinking brings produces a light. And light in the Bible is always the idea of illumination and direction. Watch closely. The direction and the illumination of all ideas comes through thinking. I want you to get a hold of that. The direction of life comes through thinking. If you don't know where you're going, stop for a moment and think about it. If you don't know what the next move is, pause for a moment and give thought. That's why the Bible teaches us that God will bless those whose minds are continually stayed upon Him. And it is with the mind or through thinking that we serve God. I want to invite you to think about this. Are my thoughts, the way that I think, are they worthy of the God who is inside of me? Here is the lesson. Now is the time for us to think the way God thinks. Can I take you one step further in John chapter 1, verse 1? Do you remember the Bible said, and the word was with God? Well, in the Greek, that's actually a phrase. The phrase is proton theon. And that phrase literally means the thought faced the thinker. In other words, the thought was staring back at the thinker. If you want to see yourself, take a look at your thoughts. If you see your thoughts, you will see yourself. Remember, the wise man teaches us that as a man or woman thinks in their hearts, so are they. If you want to see yourself, take a look at your thoughts. They're staring back at you. And if you want to see whether or not God is in your thoughts, take a look at how you're thinking and ask yourself this question. When I look at my thoughts, do I see God in my thoughts? Do I see creativity in my thoughts? Do I see hope? in my thoughts? Do I see impossibilities becoming possibilities in my thoughts? It's time for us to think the way that God thinks. Now, once we get a hold of that, we can move one step further and I can begin to teach you about great thoughts. Well, what are great thoughts? These are thoughts that are worthy of those of us who claim that we believe. You know, one of the monikers we use for Christians is the word believer. I'm a believer. I believe. Well, here's the question that I'm going to ask us today. In whom do we believe? Question number two, in what do we believe? If you say that you're a believer, you have to believe in something or someone. Ask yourself, who do I believe in? Well, if it's God that you believe in, if it's his word that you believe in, the time is now for great thinking. This is thoughts. These are thoughts rather that are worthy of the fact that we claim to be believers. Now let's go back to Ephesians chapter three, because the apostle gives us three ways or three levels to measure our thinking. Now, you know, sometimes when I hear Christians quote that verse, they seem to add letters that aren't really there. So they'll quote it like this, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly 
above all, and may continue. But if you look at the text closely, you will see that the word is not exceedingly. The word is exceeding. There is a difference because when you say the word exceeding and you use the word abundantly, the word exceeding is actually describing the word abundantly. And what the Bible is trying to teach you is whatever your concept of abundance is, God is able to exceed that if you have the right thoughts. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. And it's going to come according to the power. That's the Spirit of God living inside of us, not for a dance, not for speaking in tongues only, but for us to think on the level of God. Here's the first level that I want to talk to you about. I call it exceeding thinking. This is the kind of thinking that knows no boundaries. And I want you to know that in your mind, there should be no boundaries to how you can think. The only boundaries that should exist on your mind are those that you put on it. Do you know that in the mind, there are no boundaries. If you can conceive a thing, ultimately you will be able to achieve it because the reality is there should be no boundaries. Your mind should be exceeding in your thinking. You should know that there are no boundaries to how and what you can think. But from exceeding thinking, we get to abundant thinking. Watch this. This this is thinking that knows no limitations whatsoever. We're living in a time where there should be no limitations on how the believer thinks. Remember, God needs you thinking so he can exceed what you're thinking. He needs you to be thinking on the level at least that he is thinking so that he can show you the greatness of who he is through your thoughts. Take all the limitations off of your thinking, take all the boundaries off of your thinking and open your mind to the vastness of thought, letting yourself know through your spirit and your mind that there are no impossibilities as long as I'm thinking. But then we move from abundant thinking to what I call above thinking. This is thinking that knows the God of all thoughts. That means every time I'm thinking something, I can find it in the Word of God. If I'm thinking the impossible, then I go to the Scriptures and I find out that with God, all things are possible. If I'm thinking the promise of God, I go to the Scriptures and I realize that all the promises of God in Christ Jesus for my life and for your life, those promises are yea and they are amen. If I'm thinking about abundant living, I go to the Word of God and I find out that Jesus has come that I might have life and have it more abundantly. This is what I call above thinking. It's thinking above the fray. It's thinking above the masses. It's thinking on another level. And God is inviting us to think this way. Here is the lesson. Now is the time for barrier-breaking thinking. Right now, not tomorrow, not the day after, right now. In fact, I want you to go to the chat with me this morning and let's make a declaration together or the comment section. Here's our declaration when it comes to how we're thinking. No limits. I want you to take all the limits off your mind. Take all the boundaries off your mind. Forget about what people have told you you can be and you can do and get to thinking. Stop worrying about your gender and start thinking. Stop worrying about your pigmentation, your family history, and start thinking. Stop worrying about your financial status and begin thinking 
and watch God perform based on what you are thinking. I believe that God is waiting for us to start thinking so that He can exceed that which we're thinking. You see, what happens is once we move from God thoughts, these are thoughts that are worthy of the one who lives within us. We move to great thoughts, thoughts that are worthy of those of us who claim to believe. We can end up with what I'm calling grandiose thoughts. Now, what are those? These are thoughts or thinking that's worthy of the moment in which we live. Remember, I told you that we're living in un unprecedented times. When I watch unbelievers, how they think, how there are no limitations. They're, they're not limited by space. They're not limited by resources. They're just so creative. There's nothing that they cannot do. If they can conceive it, they're going to do it. Well, the same should be for the believers. In fact, the believers should be 10 times better in their thinking than those who don't know God. And that's not me judging anyone. That's just me telling you that with God in us, the sky is the limit for what we can think and God will exceed that which we're thinking. Let's talk for a minute in the remaining moments about grandiose thoughts. Remember, these are thoughts that are worthy of the moment in which we're living in. I wanna show you something. We're actually living in an age of thinkers. People are thinking. The technologies that we're seeing, someone is thinking. The algorithms, someone is thinking. The techniques, someone is thinking. Listen, there are three ways to consider grandiose thinking. The first one is imaginative thinking. The second one is innovative thinking. And the third is ideal thinking. Let's talk about imaginative thinking for just a moment. When we talk about imagination, this is thinking how the world can be. I want you to get that. We can think about how, how should the world be? And we can sit down and imagine. You know what people are doing today when they're looking about developing something or redeveloping a space or looking at a discipline? They say, let's reimagine education. Let's reimagine development. Let's reimagine sustainability because people understand the power of imagination. And the Bible also speaks of the power of the imagination. You know, in the days just before the flood of Noah, it's called the pre-Diluvian era. The Bible teaches that when God looked at humanity, every imagination of the thoughts of their heart was evil continually. And what God knew was they were imagining how the world should be, but they were doing it in an evil way. And thus came the flood. Here's what I want to teach you. Their imagination and what they were thinking impacted the whole world. When we talk about imaginative thinking, we're thinking about how the world should be. And that takes no effort. Sit down after you prayed in your time of meditation, ask yourself, how should this world be? I can reimagine this world. What, what's my discipline, my calling? I can reimagine finance. I can reimagine government. I can reimagine entertainment because God has called me to imagination. Do you know one of the greatest scriptures that we use, we're talking about spiritual warfare when we use the scripture, it speaks about the power of imagination. It goes like this, and you're going to know it when I quote it, the weapons of our warfare, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, they're not carnal but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Well, what are strongholds? Casting down imaginations, the way we think and bringing into captivity every thought 
to the obedience of Jesus Christ. I think it's time for more imagination in the body of Christ. People that are going to imagine the world how it should be. You see, from imagination, we now move to innovation. And innovation are thoughts of how the world can be. Now we've gone to dreaming. Like Joseph did in Genesis 37, he dreamed a dream of how the world can be. And you and I can move there. We can begin to dream about how the world can be in our lifetime. Nothing is impossible. There's nothing that we cannot do. I've often heard people say, if God be for us, then who can be against us? My understanding of that scripture means that there's nothing that we cannot do because God is backing us. The power of God is behind us. The weight of heaven and eternity is behind us. So as we begin to innovate in our thinking, we're telling the devil who's trying to destroy this world, this is how our world can be. Now we're thinking on the level that God thinks. And finally, brothers and sisters, that will take us to ideal thinking. And ideal thinking is where we want to go under the heading, grandiose thoughts. What's ideal thinking? These are thoughts of how the world will be. How will the world be, Pastor? Let me tell you, the whole earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as waters cover the seas. This is how God wants to think, us to think rather. Ideal thinking comes out of imagination, leads to innovation, takes us to the ideal, but the power lies within the mind. Do you know this? That when the enemy comes after us, the first thing he goes after is our mind because he understands the power of the mind. And so even God, when he saves us, when he redeems us, God makes a beeline for our mind. Listen to this. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. That's Romans chapter 12. And be not conformed of the same form as the world but be transformed, go beyond the current forms of this world by the renewing of your mind that we may prove what is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. This is the age for thinkers. This is not the age for people that are just going to whisper in corners and gossip and meander and spend time on little trivial matters, but God is calling his body, his body to think, his body to move in the realm of great thoughts. Let's go back up to the top in the remaining moments and let's do a quick review. Remember, we're living in unprecedented times and I believe that the church is going to break barriers, but it's going to begin with thinking, thinking that takes us beyond our current state, beyond our current status. It begins with understanding the power of God thoughts. It begins by understanding that everything begins with thinking. That's the idea of the Logos that was in the beginning with God, that face God. If you want to see yourself, take a look at your thoughts. And in your thoughts, you will see that the life of all things, everything that is in your life, that's manifested in your life, has come as a result of thinking. And then you will understand that that life, the life of thinking, produces illumination, direction, or light. And if your thoughts ever challenge the darkness, I want to be bold to let you know that the darkness cannot overcome the power of your thoughts. I just, something just dawned on me. Perhaps this is the reason why Paul instructs us, let this mind 
be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, that same one that humbled himself to death and the grave, the same one that God has exalted and given a name that's above every name. Let his mind be in you so that at the name of Jesus, every knee, as you're thinking, every knee bows. As you're thinking, every tongue confesses to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And then remember this, God wants to move us to great thoughts. Seeing that we believe that we're people of faith, that we see the invisible, we hold to the impossible. We can grab the intangible by faith and belief. Well, why don't we just hold on to that, that we're believers and our thoughts should be worthy of the fact that we say that we believe. And we just don't believe nothing. We believe in a God who himself is a great mind. So God invites us to what I'm calling exceeding thinking. No boundaries on our thoughts. Abundant thinking. No limitations. We've taken all the limits off our thinking. And now we're thinking above the way God thinks. And as we begin to do that, the Holy Spirit moves us to what I'm calling grandiose thinking. Now we begin to think in a manner that's concurrent with the moment in which we live. We become the thought leaders in our generation. We're imagining how the world can be and should be. Out of the power of imagination, we bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. If we want peace in the world, let's begin imagining it by the grace of God. If we need righteousness in the earth, let's begin imagining it. If we're desiring prosperity for all people, equity for all nations, let's begin imagining it. This is how the world can and should be. Then God will give us the tools. This is innovative. You see, you will not get to innovation until you begin to imagine, until you begin to dream something. And then innovation steps in and says, this is how the world can be. God will then give us the tools, the mechanisms to bring to pass the things that we're imagining. You see, imagination is not just for little children in the playground. Imagination is something that God has given to humanity. And finally, God will let us know that I can take you to a place that I call ideal thinking, the way the world should be when God said, let there be light. There is a scripture, I hold to it. It is my belief, it is my eschatology. I find it in the book of Habakkuk the prophet that one day the whole earth shall be filled with the knowledge of God's glory. And in that day, the Lord shall be king over all the earth. I believe that. I'm imagining that. I'm asking God for the innovation to bring that about so that I may experience at some point the ideal that comes with thinking. Today is the day for us to break barriers. I want to invite the body of Christ into barrier-breaking thinking, thinking beyond taking all the limits off, knowing that no weapon formed against us, as long as you are thinking, shall ever prosper. Every tongue that rises up while you're thinking, God says, I'm condemning those tongues because I need you thinking. And as you think, I'm going to exceed what you're thinking. And I'm going to do that according to the power that works within us. It's to that God that we should give glory. I find sometimes that we're praising 
that we're talking about a God, but we're not thinking about how great He really is. But the Bible says, now unto Him that is able, He gets the glory throughout all ages. And when we move in that level, worlds without end, in Jesus' name. Our prayer is simple today. Father, bless us with great thinking. That's what I want you to pray. I want to extend my hands to everyone watching wherever and whenever you watch this broadcast. And I want God to bless you with great thinking. I want Him to expand your mind, taking all the limits off, all that you were taught that limited your thinking, all that you were taught that put you in a box of thought, a cognitive cage. I'm breaking those strongholds, breaking those bars, liberating the captives in their mind and commanding you to think the thoughts of God. And as you think them, watch this, before they manifest in the world, you will become them. Because as you're thinking, child of God, man of God, woman of God, as you are thinking, so you are becoming. And whatever you are, you will manifest that in this world. I want you to believe with me today that we're going to break barriers. Things that used to hold us will no longer hold us. Things that kept us down, those shackles will be broken from our lives because we are thinking on the level of our God. I'm inviting you to continue with me. Now, next week, I want to move from thinking to speaking. And I want to show you the power of speaking beyond because what is in the mind now has to make its exit into the world or its entrance into the world rather through the mouth. And I'm going to show you the power of speaking beyond the power of our words to change the world and to break barriers. But until then, may God bless us. May He enlarge us. May He expand us. And may we think the way God thinks in Jesus' name. Know that I love you and I'll see you next time.